Ultimate Scholars, Alex Alonso and FG, bringing you another banger. What's going on with the East Side General, man? Oh, man, I'm just <laughs> chilling, man. You know, chilling today, Alex. What's going on with you? Man, just adjusting to this uh, new weather, I guess. Oh, no doubt, man. One minute you sweating and one <laughs> next minute you turning the heater on. So, hey, man, you shit, I, I feel you. It just seemed like the other day we was complaining about the heat wave. Right, 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 right. But this Cali, you and know. And now it's raining and it's, yeah. it's like 40, hey, 40 something degrees. Most of the country will laugh at us because they be going to 20 degrees, Man, look, 15 look, degrees. 48, homie, it's, it's a problem. You yeah. know what I mean? We got the big bomber, the sweaters, the beanies. You know, yeah. Hey, in Los Angeles, when you dip into the 50s, you, you start people start complaining it's cold. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. <clears throat> so, uh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it was like 48 the other day, and I was like, hey, it's, it might be time to turn the heat on for the first yeah, first time of the year. We, we turned that thing <laughs> on, man. We cranked it on in and and uh, worked wonders. Okay, man. Hey, I was looking at the Capitol, uh, Capitol riots arrest. They're still at 928 total arrests uh, representing all 50 states, which I didn't know. They've arrested people from all 50 states was at that Capitol House. No shit? Right, yeah. I didn't realize that. And then um, 95 of the 928 arrests are from Florida. Florida went big down Florida is, is the biggest, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if that's because Florida's close or some people believe people from Florida are crazy. Well, you know, it could be a little, uh, a little bit of both, you know what I mean? But at the same time, they are close, you know what I mean? They might have been compassionate about the situation, but... Hey, go Florida, shit. I've been seeing a lot of videos on the last couple of years about crazy Floridians. They always wilding out on something. So you, you know what? It could be the temperature down there because I I heard it's uh, kind of humid down there. Very humid. Yeah, I heard it's humid down there, so it could be a little measure of both, man. And you know, but at the same time, they showed up for that riot, though. Yeah, man, it's like being in the Caribbean when you're down in Florida. I like Florida, man. I like Miami. I like the whole state, and a lot of old folks like to retire down there when you know when it's time for them to you know, enjoy the rest of their life. No, no doubt. They got some, definitely got some nice spots down there to retire in, you know, so, you know. I think I might move to a place like Florida when I'm like maybe, you know, 65, 70 years old. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could stay here in California for the rest of my life. You know what? I'm starting to hear a lot of people say that, man, but I'm just wondering, shit, I don't know where I'm going to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Shit, I mean, just to be honest with you, man, the kids is here, the grandkids here, I'd just be wondering where am I going, you know? Yeah, you want to stay with the kids, though, because you hope that they're going to take care of you when you get old. Oh, no doubt. Them daughters will, man. You know, I know you got boys, but, <laughs> you know, you raise them right, they'll do you right. But at the same time, man, them daughters, they're going to they gonna make sure you're straight, man. Well, man, I'm, I'm counting on my sons, man, yeah. because <laughs> hey, I, I was taking care of my dad there for the last, you know, five, six, seven years of his life, man. I was always breaking him off money. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I guess this is the way life is, you know, Um he took care of me when I was young, and here I am <laughs> sending him $100, $200, no, $300, no hey, you know? That's crazy how that works, but that's the circle of life. Yeah, it is. You know, so hopefully, you know, these kids out here, any youngsters that's listening, or not even youngsters, just people that still have parents in their life, hey, listen, man, they took care of us. They did. They, they bent over backwards for us, you know? We got to do the same for them. But, man, you, you're in a better position than me because I actually wanted to have four kids, and my wife didn't want to have a fourth one. I had three, and I guess that's the that's the beauty of it when you all your kids are by one person but when you when you have more than one one baby mama man you could you could spread that seed easier right i mean you know it ain't by choice bro but at the same time that's the way the ball bounced you know what i mean and at the same time though you know um <clears throat> that's how it bounced you know what i mean so definitely uh, uh 
I actually was the last Thornton in the in the in the in the, in the rotation, you know. And uh, so me by myself regenerated the population of Thornton. So man, at least I brought back the namesake at least, you know. So hopefully I got enough that at the end of the day, man, they all pitch in. Even if they all pitch in a little, I'm going to be all right. Now, you say you was the last Thornton because your brother, he got killed back in uh, 1990? My brother got killed in 90 and my, fi my father died in 91. Yeah. I do have an auntie, but of course, she, you know, her name changed through marriage, you know. And um, But from the bloodline, like I said, I got an auntie that's still around in Kansas City, Missouri, man. Love Aunt Gwen to death, man. And But I was the last Thornton, so... You know, I kind of put it down, man, you know. Yeah, man, I mean, seven kids. I would love, <laughs> I'd love to have like seven, eight, nine kids, but, um, you yeah, know. Nowadays, shit, nowadays, hit them, they sock it to them pockets, man. I know. <laughs> I feel like, you know, that's what my wife says, too. She says, ain't you glad you got three? Because, you know, yeah. I'm like, look, if I would have had four or five, I just would have had to figure it out, step no, up. No you know? doubt, no doubt, you know, but at the end of the day, man, you know, I always say, we, I, my biggest joke. If I would have stopped way back then, man, I'd be, hey, I'd be rich, but I had that, you know, rag 58 I always wanted, you know, shit. For sure. All right, man. Um, First thing I wanted to tap in with is uh, Cain Velasquez, man. He finally, they finally gave him bail. Man, I think they've been listening to Streets and Scholars, man, because we've been, we've been on the side, man. We've been rooting for him. We've been trying to get him bail, you know, speaking on it, you know, at least, you know, and uh, but I'm glad to see he at least even with the ankle monitor, get to go home, sleep in his own bed, be with his family and kids, man, that's that's priceless. A million dollar bail. Um he probably he probably put fifty racks on that. Um, you know, like we were talking about the bail before. Um there's a, there are a lot of them under ten percent, right? Yeah, but at the same time, even if you get down to one percent, what one percent of a million, you still gotta put that hundred thousand up, whether it's, you know, equity or whether it's cash. Uh, hundred thousand would be ten percent, right? Um, a million, yeah. Ten percent is a is a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. So one percent would be ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. My my bad. Yeah, my bad. But um, I believe he might have had to show more than that though. Yeah, I don't think uh, he on on a million dollar one. You yeah. know what I mean? When you go one percent of a thirty million, I mean a thirty thousand bill, that's different. Yeah, you know what I mean. But when you talking that million dollars, I believe bail bonds might probably want you to show a little more uh, initiative. To, to to come home off that one. So. But but less than ten percent you could probably get on a million dollars, right? No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I believe so. But yeah, he's free on a million dollar bail. But look, you said they probably been listening to streets and scholars. But that judge, what was her name? Um Judge Man, I just saw it. Um Jelena or something. The it? sister. <laughs> she didn't grant him bail. <laughs> it was another judge that granted him bail. But the circumstance was there. He should have been home. You know, I don't know how that works to where she said, I ain't doing it. Another judge say, Pat, I don't, I wonder how that worked out, but he should have been home. You know, he'd been in there eight months, eight, nine months. He should have been home, Alex, to be honest with you. Well, they gave him some conditions, but I guess the conditions are normal. Let me read the conditions here. Um, condition one is ankle monitoring, GPS ankle monitoring. Another condition is um, no guns at home. He's mm -hmm. not allowed to have any guns in his house, even though he's not a convicted felon, but mm -hmm. I guess that's the rule. And then the third condition is he has to go seek treatment for all the concussions, the brain injuries, or the possible CTE that they, they're probably going to use it as a defense, that he has um, concussion issues. So mm -hmm. 
Those are the three conditions. What do you think about those conditions? I call it bullshit, <laughs> to be honest with you. You know, if you want to stipulate that in there in order for you to feel it justified or in order for you to, the original judge to, you know, even give any kind of head nod to and you want to throw that in there, man, I don't believe he should have anchor monitoring. I don't believe he should have. I believe a bond is a bond with your promise to come back, show up and appear in court at all times. That's what I believe the bond is for. All this extra stuff, you didn't already convicted me on something that I'm not even convicted for by you having me do all these extra extremities. So to be honest with you, man, I, I don't I don't feel all that extra shit. Yeah, but I'm sure. But you remember when they um, when they went to the bail hearing before Judge um, Attorney Garagos offered, what what does what do we need to do? True, true that. So I'm sure that the GPS ankle monitoring was part of the offer. Uh, the, the judge that has been denying him bail, her name is Shalena Brown, and she is not the judge that granted him bail. Uh, the judge that granted Cain Velasquez bail, his name is Arthur Bocanegra, uh, a white Italian guy. So I'm still a little disappointed because if he had to go in front of Shalena Brown again, it's a good chance she would have denied him. Well, how did he get in front of Arthur? I don't know how he got in front of Judge Arthur Bocanegra, but um, I guess he saw the, th the case and was like, oh, no, nah, man, um, I'll give you bail. million dollars was like no big deal. No, no, no doubt. I'm just wondering how did it get a shift from judges? Was she out, uh, uh, you know, on vacation or, you know, I've had a situation like that. They do leave and go out on vacation, but <clears throat> in other circumstances. But I'm just wondering how he got over to the other judge to, in order to even get a bond hearing from another judge. Yeah, that's going to I'm going to follow up on this because I remember being in court once and uh, it was on a bail bail hearing and the judge was a um he was a temporary judge at the time he wasn't the permanent judge mm -hmm. of the case mm -hmm. and that judge was like you know i don't want to step on the judge's right, toes right 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 no so we're gonna wait for that judge to come back i'm i don't feel comfortable granting any any bail at this time but um i don't know what the situation was here but i just want to make it clear judge shalana brown did not grant cain velasquez bail and she's the one that denied him already three times no doubt. I just believe something happened. You know what I mean? Somebody had a backroom argument about why this man shouldn't be granted bail when all kind of other um, people are being granted bail for the same, you know, or similar incidents. Um, so I just really wonder how that backroom discussion went opposed to what we ever going to know, you know, on Front Street. Well, I got a clip here of uh, Cain Velasquez when he walked out of the Santa Clara County jail uh, somebody was there with a camera and asked him a couple of questions uh, let me cue this up this is uh this is Cain Velasquez oh uh, let me get there's this footage of Cain Velasquez in the in the lobby of the jail being released he's holding a it looks like a um like a hefty bag of all his mm -hmm. um of all his personal yeah. items <laughs> It's crazy. They just throw all your shit in a, hey, in a trash bag. In bag. Here you go, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know. And then um, he comes out, and there's some guy with a with a camera out in the parking lot. Let's see here if I let me see here. For some reason. Oh, I just, oh, here we just go. Let me, bless you let me let me uh, rewind this just a little bit here. Here we go. He's just walking out the door right now of the of the courthouse. Here's a waiting for you. Hey, how you doing, Kane? Doing great. How's it feel to be out? Appreciate it, man. Oh, I just just feel blessed, you know. Um, ready to go home. Be be with the loved ones, family, friends, and um, make something positive of this whole situation. Anything else, Kane? Just thank you to everybody who had my support. Um, I, I love all of you. Um, yeah, man. Just always continue to be better as a person. 
always do good things. Um, and yeah, just make something positive of this terrible situation, you know? Uh, yeah. My family and I will, we're gonna do that. Sure, man. Thank you. That's pretty much it. That's a clip brought to us by K-R-O-N. And uh, he didn't really have much to say, huh? <laughs> I mean, you know, under the rest that he's been in, man, you know, he's finally getting to go home. I'm sure it's a relief after he heard the gavel, you know, smack and say, man, get, you know, this man is, give this man a bail. You know, he's free to go home, you know. You don't understand, Alex, you know, eight or nine months in a county jail, you know. To be honest with you, something I've never done. I know it's a lot of homies who fought a lot of cases who they was in there a very long time. That county jail visit, bro, is one of the harsh living you're going to ever live in your life. You know, for him as a regular guy, been out here, was having it his way in life, to have to go do that, you know, it was, it was a reality check. You know what I mean? And, and and it was hard on his family. It was hard on him. You know, so for him to get out, it, the words, I mean, it's really no words. He tried to keep it professional. You know, he said he was blessed. He... You know what I mean? and uh, But at the same time, man, you know, I could just imagine how he feel to get to go home, have a real bath, have a real hot meal, you know, get get to hug his baby, you know, get to, you know, hug his wife, sleep in his own bed. That shit is priceless. Yeah, I remember once you said that uh, when when you catch a case, man, you just like, let's let's hurry this up. Send me to prison, right? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But, but since he had to fight his case and cases are taking a lot longer to be tried now, you sitting in there, man, and it's a miserable feeling, you know, based on, you know, the conditions that you're living in. Santa Clara or, or not, it's still a harsh reality. Yeah, man, I was uh, reading this article about his case when he got bailed out. Let me just read this paragraph because this is crazy to me. It says, Velasquez's four-year-old son told the police on February 24th of 2022 that Galarte took him into the bathroom of a daycare center and touched his genitals per a court document. So this has all been recorded by the police right. and submitted to the court. The child said Galarte told him not to tell anyone what happened and that this situation might have occurred a hundred times. The child told police that they witnessed Galarte go into the bathroom with other kids as well. So this is really what this whole case is about. When Kane found out it all makes sense why he acted the way he acted. Man, he lost it. Yeah. He did what I would do. Yeah. He did what you would do. He did what some of us would just do when it comes to our babies. You know what I mean? You don't have to be a street dude. You don't have to be a violent dude. You don't have to be a... But when it comes to them kids, man, you know what I mean? If somebody mess with your kids, I mean, you know, and, and, and you know, allegedly, this is what Harry Galarte is being accused of. You know, he has to stand trial as well from that perspective. But for your four-year-old to tell you something like that, not only tell you, make statements to the police that this is what happened, man, I, I mean, I could feel the the emotion and the anger, you know, that built up inside. You know, I get it, you know. So for them not to give him bail or understand that, you know, hey, this was my child. I was, even if it was temporarily, I snapped. You know, it seemed like they should have understood this a long time ago and should get this guy a bail a long time ago. Yeah, man, it, 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 he's facing a tough case because he got 10 counts. And the main thing is he drove, he chased this guy down 11 miles. And in the process of driving, driving, chasing the car down, he busts multiple times into that vehicle. And he actually struck 
the stepfather of Harry Galarte. He never even shot Harry Galarte. He shot his dad on accident, of course. Right. He's going to be held accountable for that, Alex. You know what I mean? To be honest with you. Can't go around jumping out, shooting innocent people. You know what I mean? I know he was trying to get his target, trying to get his man. But at the end of the day, he's just going to, that's just how the law works. He's going to be held accountable for those actions. Um, how much time, you know, and those things is, is what's going to come into play here. You know, if he's found convicted, you now, know, what I mean? now you said this is something that you would do. I would do, but thinking about how Kane did it, I probably would have did it more smoother. No, 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 no I doubt. Been like, you know, where he live. No, no doubt. When I say would do yeah. it, just more or less like just, just the emotional part of it. Yeah. You know, not the driving 11 yeah. miles. Not the, no, no. I, I, I wouldn't have had to drive 11 miles. All in when, traffic. When, when I saw you, it would have been two steps at the most. You know what I mean? I wouldn't <laughs> have had to do a whole bunch of, you know, driving to get you. You know, I would have did my homework enough to where two steps, you, you know, I, I got you. You know, but I do see the emotional part of it and and the 11 miles alex come from him not being a street dude you know it comes from him not being a criminal it comes from him doing what regular people do opposed to what people that that think criminally even if they not a criminal you know what i mean yeah. you know would do you know so he did shit that basically a lot of normal people would do man under under the emotional uh duress that he was under yeah, I have an uncle that um, he passed away in the 90s. His name was Tito. I could speak on Tito um, because he's not living anymore. But Tito, was the, he was the type of uncle that would be like, hold up, relax for a minute. Mm -hmm. Where does he live? Right, right, right. What time does he get off of work? Where does he work at? Uh, he got a wife? All right, I'm going to go handle it mm -hmm, myself. Mm -hmm. And that's the way my uncle was, very, very calculated, very methodical. And it would hold back the emotional part of it and then go do his dirt. We'll see that at the end of the day, man, I get that same critique from from home. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, my wife expects me to be hysterical over hysterical situations when this ain't the time to be hysterical. I have questions, you know what I mean? And those are those type of questions. If it was to come down to something like that, but even on a smaller level, I'm I'm I'm, I'm thinking rationally all the time. You know what I mean? You know, I'm not finna, you know, loud outbursts, you know, oh, no, say it ain't so. You know, I'm trying to get down to the meat of it. You know yeah. what I mean? What's the situation? And, and and Uncle Tito, man, you can sound like he was a cold rider, man. He wanted to, he was going to handle it. Not the Harry, I mean, not the uh, Cain Velasquez way. But I do understand why Cain Velasquez did what he did. Hey, if, if Harry Galarte did anything around that my uncle Tito would have found out about it, Harry Galarte would be dead right now. No, and, no and doubt. I'm, that's 100% facts. No, that's real shit. Yeah. And, and I believe that in a whole lot of situations, that would be facts. You know what I mean? And, and that's just the reality of life. You know, this should show the judge. This should show the jury. This should show, you know, America that Cain Velasquez was a regular guy. You know what I mean? He just acted off emotions that he couldn't reel in at the moment based off something that allegedly happened to his four-year-old son. You know, and when I say I get it, I get for a, a regular guy. You know what I mean? Not a street dude, not a, you know, ex-mafia guy, not a somebody that's connected to certain people. I realize that this is exactly how they act. Yeah, uh, street, like um, there was a situation where um, John Gotti, 
his 12-year-old son got ran over by the neighbor. Oh, no doubt. I know that story well. It was an accident. Yeah, it was an accident. They didn't get all emotional, all crazy. No doubt. Just one day, the guy disappeared. Never seen him again. Never seen him again. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know, they, they yeah, thought man. about it. They got in the room. John Gotti yeah. and his family got in the room. Yeah. Like, where are we going to get him? No doubt. Where's a good spot to catch him? Where can we get him where nobody knows? Mm-hmm. Where can we take him after? They had a whole plan for this guy. No doubt. And they never found his body. Never. You know, and it's it's kind of sad because the guy killed, he killed John Gotti's 12-year-old son on accident because he was riding a bike up and down the street. Exactly, exactly. You know, and they were going to move because the guy said, hey, you killed John Gotti's son. He was like, all right, we're going to move. Yeah. But it, they, it, they took he too did, long. Yeah, he took too long to move. So, yeah, yeah I mean, um, like you said, gangsters move in a certain kind of way. No and, doubt, but, but, but like I say, I do understand how he moved. Only thing about it, he moved incorrectly, and he shot somebody who wasn't, maybe even a part of the, the, the scheme or a part of the, you know, what he was looking for, that's what he's going to have to be held accountable for. Had he shot Harry Galarte, um, a jury or a judge could find some compassion somewhere along the line or the argument could be a lot different. But when you shot the innocent bystander, that's why I think his problem is going to come in at. Well, if he shot Galarte, Shalena, Judge Shalena Brown would have said, you are not the judge, you are not the jury, you don't even know if this man is guilty. And to a certain degree, you know, I'm not sure if if Galarte is guilty because this is all based on the testimony of a four-year-old, you know. No doubt, but let me tell you what the angle I would have as an attorney right now. We're going to try to wait it out until Harry Galarte finish his case before we go take you back into custody. We're going to try to get as many delays as we can, get Harry Galarte to go in there and, and to fight his case. If he's found guilty, now let's go fight your case. With a little bit of, 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 of you know, compassion based on they found that this is correct. What happened with your four-year-old? This is the repercussions that you took emotionally and see where this lands, you know? So I'm going to see how this play out, man. Attorney-wise, see how the attorneys play this out, you know. Well, the part where the four-year-old says, um, the child said Galarte told him not to tell anyone what happened and that this situation might have occurred a hundred times. That sounds crazy to me. A hundred times? Or is that just kid talk? Um, or is this literal? You know what I'm saying? I could take that as kid talk, you know, just by just saying a lot of time. Yeah. One is too many, though, Alex. One time is too many. So if you said a hundred, that means you saying basically multiple times. I could I could agree with you on that one and say maybe it wasn't a hundred. You know what I mean? That's 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 excessive. Yeah, that's that that's kid a talk. lot. Yeah, but a hundred means more than hundred mean many. Yeah, more than one. Yeah, and one is too many in this situation. Well, I'm hoping that there's an other kids that could corroborate the four year old story on this, just to um you know give more more validity to this alleged child molestation because if it's just if, if this dude's a molester he had to have done it to more than one kid no doubt but i hope they don't motherfucking um um underestimate you know what the four-year-old is saying because he's four years old well they charge <clears throat> excuse me they charged him so you know that's what i hope they don't do now i do understand that he's four but at the end of the day man don't don't discredit his testimony you know based on cuz he four you know well, the only reason why I, I wonder about it is because we went through a trial here in Los Angeles back in like 1980, 81, 82, the, the whole preschool, McMartin preschool child molestation thing. They put mm-hmm. the whole school on trial and everyone was found not guilty. Yeah, it's, A lot of the kids' testimonies were untrue. 
So I'm not saying that this four-year-old is not telling the truth. I'm just like, I'm just asking the question, you know, is he a credible witness? Is this four-year-old kid a credible witness? That's all I'm asking. Well, when it comes down to the uh, law, you know what I mean? Um, I do believe that Harry Galarte could be found innocent, even if guilty, based on circumstantial evidence that's not there. You know, I, I do believe that, you know, and if he's found guilty, that don't mean he didn't do it. In my eyes, I, I understand the law. I understand that you can do some shit, and because you don't have all the evidence that can to, to convict somebody, you got you you have have to be let go. You mean if he's found not guilty? He if he's found, you're right, right. Yeah. If he's possibly found not guilty, he that don't mean he actually didn't do it. Correct. It just means that it wasn't enough evidence to convict him. You know, so in those circumstances, which you know, say, see, see, for me as a street dude, you know. Uh, on some street shit, I'll be like, okay, shit, I'm, I'm with that. But when it comes to these kids, man, it's just I have a whole different view. Like, you know, the you know the book should be through at you. Fuck with them kids, Alex. Hey, I had a couple of people um, email me and DM me saying that they seen his mugshot and looking at his photo was enough for them. They, <laughs> they said he's guilty. I can just look at his mugshot and tell he's a molester. You, man, do you remember the, the photo I of did, him? No, no, I did. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I don't know if we can go yeah, off of just yeah, the photo. Yeah. But I do understand how sometimes some of these dudes do, do be looking weird. No, no doubt, but that don't mean you're guilty. Yeah. But at the same time, man, I just hope they don't neglect the testimony of this four-year-old and um you know and brush it off just because he four. okay well we'll um we'll we'll tap back in with this story man i'm gonna find out how the judge arthur bocanegra got on here and gave him a bail i'm curious about that but um i wanted to move on to another topic of this now i was i, I remember this dude on instagram this nigerian dude this guy was flossing. He he went by the name Hush Puppy. That's what I, it always stood out because it was just a weird nickname yeah. to go by. His name is Ramon. He went by Ray Hush Puppy on Instagram. This dude was on Instagram balling, out of control, jets, uh, Benzes, Rolls Royces. Mm -hmm. And it turned out he was scamming people all this time, and he was just sentenced. He was arrested in 2020 for all these scams and he was just sentenced to 11 years in the feds you know what i got two ways to look at that you know allegedly this guy scammed people out of 24 million dollars from what we saw of him posting on instagram and posting on social media private jets you know all the luxuries all the name brand you know from the gucci's louis vuitton's fendi all the the name brand products um We've seen him spend millions of dollars on, or let's, you know, seemingly spend millions of dollars on, just on Instagram and, and you, you know, social media. And he got 11 years. You know I'm a little jealous, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you could have just did the same shit, put the Doug. You dug, know I'm a little jealous, right? You, you, know pulled, you, you could have put all that money in a hole somewhere and did your time and came home to man, it. <laughs> man, but, but on the flip side, though, I do believe um, if he wasn't using social media as a way to earn his money, I, I believe he that was the fool's route to be on there, flossing like he was flossing. You know, everybody know that the police and all kind of other agencies, you know, look at Instagram. And for a dude to be doing it, your calendar, the IRS was looking at your ass possibly closely just based on who is this dude and how he get these kind of funds. So I think that was reckless of him, you know. This dude was a real quintessential international criminal because – when he was arrested, they took him into custody in Dubai, <laughs> Dubai, the United Arab Emirates. And that's where all the ballers like to go hang out in Dubai. Well, you know, I do definitely have two from a um, 
criminal perspective, you know, just I had to say he was doing this shit, Alex. I had to say, man, he was on. He was, he was, hey, man, he 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 went there. You know, he he took the risk to um, go out there and scam people the way he did. I believe he did it at a a great level. You know what I mean? I I believe he was a successful criminal. But at the end of the day, I do believe the extra social media shit could have been part of his downfall. And that's um, going around a lot in today's world because social media is such a big part of people's lives. Definitely, man. But not only was he sentenced to 11 years in prison, 135 months, but he is ordered to pay restitution in the amount of $1.7 million dollars which um, at this point he has no money. How do you pay that much restitution when you're at the point now you, you're, you're in prison, you're doing time, you have no access to money, you ain't making money. How does he pay 1.7 million? And does he have to pay that? Well, the restitution ain't, isn't meant for you to um, pay it back. Most of the time when you talk about situations like this, you know, guys like Kenneth Lay and all them, you know, they had 1.7 million put up somewhere to pay it back. You know, uh, dudes like this, um, they know he don't have the 1.7 million possibly. I believe he got it somewhere buried and put up, you know, as he he should put it like that. You know, for the criminal activities he put down, he should have known that you need lawyer money, bail money, money to do that 11 years plus. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, but the 1.7 million will ensure that when you come home or you get in a certain situation, you will not be able to get a loan for a house. You will not be able to You'll be behind on so much you'll never be able to be legit financially again. And I think that's where they uh, double sentence you at. You know, they make it to where you um, even when they send money, somebody send money to his books on in prison. They're going to take 40 to 50 percent of that money. They send 200. He's only going to get 100 of it. They're going to send 100 to restitution. So he even going to have to get money sent to prison in somebody else's name just in order for him to get the full amount. So <laughs> so to be honest with you, that 1.7 will really put a hinder on him. It don't sound like it now, but once he come home and he can't get credit, he can't get he, he'll never have credit again. You know what I mean? You know, you he'll never be. So it hinders him so much even after he do that 11 years. That's crazy because that um, depending if he did put some money up, maybe he could pay it. But let's say he didn't. Let's just say he splurged it all. He gets out of prison and he still owes this 1.7 million. Everything he does will get garnished until that 1.7 million. Man, if he paid. get a job working at McDonald's, man, they gonna take some of that. You know, he'll never be financially sound again, and that's what the restitution restitution does. So it's more than just 11 year sentence, then. Oh no doubt, man. It could possibly be a. To be honest with you, that 11 can turn into 20, 25 easily because it's so hard to get your credit. When you owe 1.7 million and you work in a regular job and you work or you work on a regular situation, it's hard to get. You know, you can't pay back 40,000, let alone you know. Uh, 1.7 million so is there any way you could work a deal with the fed and say look when you sentenced me 11 years ago it was 1.7 million um i'm working a regular job there's no way i can afford it can, can we can we get a discount on this will, will they work with you or is that before you, you before you get sentenced no i'm saying let's say he does his time he comes home and he's struggling no you need to do that before you get sentenced and i'm gonna tell you what they're gonna tell you we can give you this 15 and you don't have to pay no restitution. Mm. And what you going to say? I'm going to say I'm going to take this 11. I'm trying to get back home. I'll take that, you know, at this moment. 
you know, you can look at it in high, you can look yeah. at it in, you know what I mean, all the ones you want right now. But it might take you more than four years to pay off $1.7 million. It's going to take, take you 10 or 15, <laughs> maybe. Like I say, you can never find it. It could be a situation where you never bounce back from that. That's why I say it's more than restitution. Um, but um, who want to do fucking four more years? Not a single person in the world. But if you you do that four more years with for zero restitution, that's something to consider. Um, to certain people, you know what I mean. But for people who not don't do jail time all the time, who's not you know uh, uh, inclined to going to jail frequently or no, you know understand the dynamics and all that shit, who wants to be in jail? You know. Yeah, I got a clip here of um from from the the country. He's Nigerian, so the you know he was all over Nigerian news. Uh, when this thing hit and it's um it's funny to to listen to this uh this nigerian news office for central district of california in los angeles says elections and national internet fraud star ramona abbas popularly called hush poppy will be sentenced on monday november the 7th now this is contrary to viral reports that hush poppy had been sentenced to 11 years in prison with the November the 7th date, the court has postponed Hush Puppy's sentencing for at least five times this year alone since his conviction for alleged $1.1 million Qatari fraud. Hush Puppy was initially scheduled for sentencing on February the 14th, but the date was moved to July the 11th and then the 21st of September before it was postponed to November the 3rd and now to the 7th. He had entered a plea bargain and pleaded guilty to charges including money laundering and wire fraud, amongst other charges brought against him uh, by the country. Hush Poppy risks 20 years imprisonment, a three-year period of supervised release, as well as a fine of $500,000 or twice the gross gain or gross loss resulting from the offenses, this according to court documents. Hush Puppy was arrested in Dubai in June 2020 alongside 12 others and extradited to the U.S. There you go, Hush Puppy. And um, it says here the FBI investigated this matter as part of Operation Top Dog. And the FBI wants to thank the government of the United Arab Emirates, which is where Dubai is, and the Dubai Police Department for their substantial assistance in this matter, man. They was on this guy's head. I mean, for that kind of bridge, you know, they'll they put out that kind of resources for that kind of money. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, man, that uh, I'm, I'm going to post a photo of, of Hush Puppy on the uh, Streets and Scholars Instagram at street.and.scholars. So you can just see how this guy was living. You can see how he was flaunting all his money. And none of this money was his. And I don't know if it's a stereotype that the Nigerians are involved in these scams, but I get these emails and I get these calls all the time. And I don't know how anybody even falls for it mm -hmm. where they're asking you for, oh, uh, just just give me your bank account information and we'll send you the money. They'll say something like they want to gift you something or give you something or. And I'm like, nah, this is this is completely ridiculous. But how do people in the real world actually fall for these scams? And my homegirl fell for that shit about it. Be, it probably been a few months now and shit, but she lost eighteen hundred. <laughs> you know, they called and said it was a, a certain, you know, Citibank and blah blah blah, and they sounded professional. And she gave them all the information, wired over eighteen hundred to them and shit. You know what I mean? And I, you know, and she called me and she, cause she said, listen, man, I. 
I know you're going to give me the raw. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I thought about it for a minute because, like I said, I'm not into, you know, um, degrading people on their actions. But I had to go in on her. You know what I mean? I had to go in on her, man. Like, you know, listen. For one, I had to go in on her, Alex. So, so apparently this shit works, like, a lot. Yeah. And they were very successful at it, you know. Um, I believe for the money, he got a, you know, a decent deal. Um, from that perspective, on another perspective, I read that it was a couple of investors who had legit money. One of them lost 900 and some thousand, another lost a million dollars. That's the unfortunate part. You know, that somebody tried to invest in a company or just try to, you know, better their life for them and their family through investments. And you end up losing, man. That's 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 heartbreaking. Yeah, man. Um, people really got to be careful with these emails and these phone calls. Uh, but this guy had a nice little team. He had a, a co-defendant named Galeb Alamari, 37-year-old dude from Canada, that was helping him launder money and laundered funds derived from various crimes, including bank cyber heists, business email compromise schemes, and other online frauds. They call this BECs, business email compromise schemes. I get these emails all the time. I know, but they had a very high-tech situation going down. They had a very high-tech scheme going down, Alex. And it's almost, look, um, I've, I've never been a fraudulent dude. When I say fraud, I never participated in scams or fraud. I never had, I never done anything like that. You know, I was a hustler in the street. Um, these guys were using their brain. I'm out here with a pistol and, you know, running around with killers. And they out here just using their brain and setting up, you know, schemes in order to fraud people, you know. And um, either way is unfortunate. Either way is, is, is not, the you know, basically the way to go is what I'm saying. But I'm saying... They took a route that, man, they used their mind, they used their brain, and they scammed people out of a lot of money, which is unfortunate, but that's what they did. And they came up, you know, at the end of the day, they didn't use a pistol, they didn't use a knife, they didn't <laughs> threaten nobody, Alex, you know what I mean? Just to be honest with you. And they and they got their bridge, you know, and uh, I just think it was unfortunate both ways, you know, that some people lost money, a lot of people lose money in investments all the way around, but have to be careful with these schemes. But like I say, man, they didn't even use a weapon, man, and they they came up. And you were talking about that 900000 that he was able to get? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, that was from um, a law firm. So Hush Puppy somehow convinced a New York law firm to transfer him $900,000, and they did it. And you got to be a bad <laughs> motherfucker to do that, though, you know? Yeah. It's almost, it's almost like I say I'm damn to jail. It's just based on, dude, you haven't had a great mouthpiece a great operation in order to convince somebody to send you, wire you $900,000. But at the end of the day, like I say, for that law firm, you know, maybe trying to, you know, invest their 900000 you know, it's unfortunate that they lost it because this dude is never going to be able to pay them back. You know, it's unfortunate that they lost that money. But at the same time, people be aware of these schemes, be aware of these scams. They do them on every level. 1800 my homegirl lost you know 18,000 the next person lost you know just be you know uh um uh, bank gotta come knock on my door man for they uh you know give me to wire them over something well the judge ordered part of the restitution that hush puppy has to pay is the nine hundred thousand dollars back to the law firm so they might not get it in you know they're not gonna get it today but at some point they're gonna that money will trickle back to the law firm because He's not going to want this restitution over his head for the rest of his life. I don't see it happening, man. So he's got to do something. I don't something. see him getting a penny back. 
You don't think so? No, nah, no doubt. But you but you saying that if he's got this restitution over his head, he can't go get a job. He can't get any money. He can't get anything. I mean, but look at my partner, Shug. Shug had a judgment awarded against him, man. You know, you think those people got their money? But is 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 a federal restitution different from a civil judgment? That's a civil judgment. You know, you owe these people for a law, a lawsuit you lost. But when the feds have restitution on you, it seems like that's a little bit more stronger. Well, no, at the end of the day, it's all going to bounce back to credit. If you own a, a million dollar house, they're going to ask you to sell that, man, and pay a, most of it back to the people that you owe. If you own a, a Mercedes Benz, if you own a Cadillac, if you show anything that you own, these people are, are, are the feds may be more um, aggressive with making you pay some of this back. But at the end of the day, if you just don't have it like that, best believe you're not going to go work a job and then give 50% to pay somebody else. Most people are not going to do that. You know what I mean? What if you have your wife buy the house and you live in the house with your wife? Will they stay off of you for that? I mean, not your wife, your girlfriend. You know what I mean? But a wife, they coming after her just like child support. You know what I mean? If you owe child support, which I'm thankful that I've never had a child support case pinned, you know, uh, against me. Um, but if you married Alex and somebody, your baby mama filed child support on you, mm-hmm. they gonna hold your your baby your your wife not finna get her taxes back if you owe. You know what I mean? She her income taxes back if you owe or you negligent on child support. So it's the same way with this federal restitution. You know, like you said, civil judgment could be different. It could be more lenient in certain ways. But at the same time, you know, they coming. For something, you know, especially the feds, that restitution, you're you're not gonna now, kid. You go, I, I believe do guys like this. Just to be honest with you, and it's it's it's, it's I hate to say this, you know what I mean? Because I hear people say, well, once a drug dealer, always a drug dealer. Once a gang member, always a gang member. I believe dudes that have this kind of mindset did it at the level that he did it at could come home, figure out a way how to do it on the on a lesser level. Mm-hmm. But even if he bringing in 10000 a month, he's able to live, able to pay his bills. You, when, you get what I'm saying? But when he gets out of prison, he's probably going to move to Nigeria and probably try to stay away from the long arm of the United States and not pay anything. Man, right? that's highly possible. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what people who come from other countries can do. Yeah, they can do that. We don't have that luxury, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to go back to Nigeria. But, but best believe, as long as he's here, as long as he uh, on any kind of documentation as far as having a job or owner, kind of any kind of investments in America, yeah. they're going to be on his ass. Okay. And, and, you know, his co-defendant was also ordered to pay several million dollars in restitution. No, his too. co-defendant was ordered to pay $30 million in back in restitution. $30 million. So he's he's hit forever. He might as well go back to, like you say, you know. I don't know if his co-defendant is Nigerian, but... Uh, One of them was ordered to pay $30 million. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Galeb yeah. Alamari is ordered to pay $30 yeah, million, dollars, yeah. which, um, uh, that's crazy, man. That's crazy, man, yeah. But, hey, they're going to prison, man, and... um. Lesson for you, boys and girls. Don't be um, scamming people and then putting your scam proceeds on Instagram. No doubt. <laughs> All right, man. We got to talk a little bit about takeoff, man. But I don't want to talk about it in the in, in the way that most people are talking about it. I just want to talk about like how how everyone's trying to solve this case on the internet. Shit, trying or or halfway did. Well, I don't, they may have halfway did, but there's it's going in multiple directions, and multiple people are getting accused by these internet sleuths. And I'm just like, yo, just let the police do their job because they're probably watching y'all. And half of y'all ain't even right. Maybe some of you are right. Some of y'all are wrong. It just seems like 
Um, there's this desire and this need, and I would say it's led by DJ Academics to go on the internet and try to solve this case. Man, let me tell you something, you know, and, and this is where, you know, like I said, I had a um, some that I directed at DJ Academics, you know, because he was one of the guys who said, you know, hey, man, you know, somebody threatened me. I'm going to the police. I'm doing this or that. And he's right back at it again. What he's basically doing, and not just him, it's a lot of people on the internet, Alex, that I don't see basically take this case, try it and convict people already who haven't even been correct, uh, um, um, convicted or tried for this case. They done already tried and convicted them on the internet. Nobody's even arrested. Bro, look, they done froze frames. They done pointed, <laughs> put arrows at people. This is the guy who did this. This is the guy who did that. I mean, they did a better job. Probably, the police probably got their feet up on the desk clicking through Instagram you know what I mean? In the social media platforms <laughs> and just taking notes. Yeah. Like, 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 bro, I'm gonna drink some coffee. I don't gotta go out in the field. I don't have to go ask no questions. You know, and 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 uh, you know, for 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 views or for, you know, even if they got a whole harder situation in it, man, this this ain't the way you do it. Yeah, and and these people you don't know if you even accusing the right person. Just because somebody's standing there and he's got a funny look on his face. Oh, he's guilty of something? Man, he could have a gun in his hand. That don't mean he shot somebody. You know what I mean? And that's the thing about it. That's what they don't get. You know, and I see these freeze frames and I see these arrows. I seen videos that people posted and nowhere in that video I saw nothing. Man, they went back and dissected every freeze frame on there, man. It made me see something that I didn't even see. They made me see it. Or they made me say, oh, yeah, damn, he did do that. You know what I mean? And and, and it could be totally wrong, man. And I, I don't believe that that's right, convicting somebody on the Internet based on you wasn't there, you wasn't, you know, it's crazy. Let me play this little clip of uh, academics because I think he may have received a little criticism, but this is what he had to say about this whole uh, situation of him playing Internet sleuth. How are you feeling today, man? Hey, let me tell you this. And, and I know there's a lot of people who's probably tuning in. And some of y'all, you know, because y'all have been indoctrinated with this, you know, street shit nonsense, y'all think that regular culture is crime culture. So if people say they're tired of the shooting, they're tired of the killing, they're tired of the fuckery, you look weird. It's like, whoa, whoa, you're tired of black people shit? Unfortunately, I keep telling y'all, the people who defend the very worst of our society are no better than the very worst of our society. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell y'all that. So again, you know, it, it, it's not only it's not only for this particular case. Obviously, we love we love takeoff, but man, I think people feel such a boldness, and they're protected by the like. For example, I'm giving, I'm, I'm gonna give you a, a, an analogy. I had no idea that apparently the crime was that wild in um, Atlanta, right? What's happened is that. The people who are being affected, like, for example, if you live in a street in a neighborhood where niggas is all day doing drive-bys, shootouts, selling drugs, doing all types of shit, you kind of, especially when you see those people with power and you see a lot of them, you don't want to really speak out and be like, yo, y'all should stop. So really, you don't really like uh, um, the people who are the real victims, which are the people who live in these communities that don't that don't engage in some street shit. They're just like bystanders. So they catch stray bullets. Their 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 property value go down. Their kids live in fear because they can't live around. So again, 
some of this crime, this crime culture we got going on. Listen, I'm not here to like encourage nobody to go to jail, nothing like that. But Jesus, man, some of this crime culture got to stop. You know what I mean? I think we've devolved to a place where the first thing niggas do at the sign of any disagreement is pull out a gun. This is why we're seeing so many people die straight bullets or, or die gun violence. Period. You know what I mean? And, and you know, I know some people critical when I say, "Yo, I fuck with Safani Willis out of Fulton County," and it's not because she's taking rappers off the street. I think she's taking an approach to crime that says, yo, listen, if 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 everybody just keeps ignoring this shit, it's only going to get worse. All right. The that's your boy, way. DJ Academics, talking his ish. Um, <clears throat> I, I lost him when he said he's he's down with Tanny Willis, the Fulton County DA who decided she wants to use rap lyrics in, in trial. So Academics is cool with what Tanny Willis is doing down there in Atlanta. And we all know that any, no one's art should be used against them. And this is the guy that's leading the charge on trying to investigate this uh, takeoff homicide on the Internet. No doubt. Let's be clear. It ain't my boy at all. I know. I know what you mean. And yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, you have to lift to act a, a detective academics, man. You know, he's called it the crime culture. You know what I mean? And some for some people, it's not the crime culture, it's the reality culture. Because it's not your reality, bro. Stop sitting here and judging what people in the projects go through, what people in the ghetto go through, what people in the hood go through. Obviously, that's what, not where you come up at. You know what I mean? But you're so quick to have your, you know, rebuttals and have your, you know, answers and have your tactics. And basically, you saying, didn't, you know, they just, because he used the, the, the N-word so much, he just basically saying, you know, niggas just need to get locked up. You know, Tanny Willis will do it, and he with her, you know. Um He's a part of the problem when it comes to basically somebody being tried for their crime. All these years, listen, you go to jail, you try, you convicted. You know what I mean? He's convicting people right on his platform, right on the internet, right before our very eyes. Then when somebody say something to him, he want to cry and say, well, I'm going to call the police. I'm going to go to the, 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 call the DA and give him a recording of what you said or what you... He's part of the problem more than anybody. Let the process play out. Let the police do their job. You doing the job for him, bro. You know what I mean? You want to sit here and act like you innocent. And I had a lot of people say, academics not from the street. He not a street dude. He not a... Yeah, academics is, is, is a part of the problem, though. You know what I mean? Because he want to use his platform to convict black men or women before they even tried and, 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 and convicted. And I got a problem with that. No doubt about it. Um, I have a problem with him just not understanding why crime is committed in the first place. You know, crime is an issue here in this country and it comes out of poverty. It comes from low income communities. It comes from disenfranchisement. It comes from low education. It comes from broken families sometimes. And he's just quick to judge the people for committing crimes without understanding that there's a whole issue of crime in and of itself that is beyond the individuals that commit it. Crime is uh, very based in geography. It's based in certain communities. It's based in the ghettos. And the ghettos have a history of being uh, created through residential segregation and racism. So uh, I'm surprised that he's a guy that's embraced by the hip-hop culture to a certain degree. I think that um, he is uh, considered, you know, one of the hip hop voices that's quote unquote respected. But if he keeps on this path, he's going to slowly find himself on the outside of hip hop because somebody's going to uh, bust him in the head one day. No, no doubt. You know, but at the same time, you know, you in a culture now to where you got the what these people are calling. Um, um, damn, it's a term that they use and they calling it. Um, 
you know, where they just say stuff out loud and say, you know, kind of outrageous things in order to get a reaction from people. Like Charleston know? White? No motherfucking doubt. You know what I mean? He's part of the problem as well, you know, a, a, a shock jock. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And the thing about it is with that, yeah, you get views from saying some shit that's shocking. You get views from saying some, but at the end of the day, man, when you get down to your people, when you get down to us rallying together and getting a full understanding, man, I believe it's going to be a whole lot of people that start to back up off academics based on, bro, it seemed like you against us and not with us. And that's just the bottom line for it. Seemed like you more willing to help the police in order to understand why somebody did something. You know, um, that's, 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 and that's part of the problem with academics. And like I said, you know, I'm not a fan of his at all. I'm be the first to say it. I'm FG. And, um, but, but he's going to find himself in a situation where he's going to end up having to call that 911. But maybe before he get that second one out, you know, his head going to be busted. Well, apparently from base, based on what he said about, uh, Tanny Willis down in Fulton County, he probably believes that Gunna and young thug are already guilty of the charges that they have alleged to have committed but little by little we're finding that there's weaknesses in this case and um, lastly i wanted to talk about um gunner got denied bail we talked about it a couple episodes ago and one of the reasons why he was denied bail for the third time was because of a text message that was sent what, a couple years prior between two other people that had nothing to do with gunner mm -hmm. and i showed it to you earlier I'm going to show it to you again right now. And um, I just want to know what's your whole take on this um, on this text message that was part of this text message was included in um, Gunner's attorney's motion mm -hmm. to get a fourth request for bail. But the third request for bail was denied partly or mostly on this text message that happened two years earlier. No doubt. Let me read the text message just for the people who don't understand. Go for it. You know. It's typed up in a certain way that you read it one way, but let me, I'm going to give you both. I'm going to read it, read it, and then I'm going to tell you the street uh, analysis of it. It say, tell Gunner happy C-Day. It's all love. And they put the 100 emoji and they put the heart emojis. I still, the way it's read is, I'll still whack something about him. But at the same time, when we talking in fast terms, you know, um, tell Gunner happy C-Day, man, it's all love, hearts, and emojis, man, I'll still whack something about him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, Alex is more or less like me saying, you know what I mean? They tell Alex happy B-Day, you know, but, you know, if anybody, you know, talking that shit about, I'll still whack something about him. You know what I mean? It's a general statement. For one, it's between two people. It's not Gunner or it's not nobody related in the, in the, in the, the case, you know? And when he said, I still whack something about him, it's, it, I mean, you could tell a female something like that. Girl, you know, hey, don't be playing with me out there. You know, I'll do something about you over exactly, you. Exactly. It's a general statement basic, basically saying it's all love. I love this dude. This is my partner. This is my dog. This is my, you know, hey, homie, you know, I, I go there for you, homie. Hey, man, you know, I do something about you, man. Even if somebody said, man, you know, I, shit, I, I blast something over you, homie. It's basically saying it's all love. That's how I feel about you. And they took this statement, man, and made it seem like it was a a hit out on somebody or a threat put out on somebody. Man, when it's so far from the truth and it's just basically saying, man, this, I, you know, I got love for you, bro. I, you know, I, you know, I do something over you, bro. Me, you know, somebody tripping on you, you know, and it's, it's only saying I got love for you. You know, I, I agree with you a, a thousand percent on this. I believe that um, white law enforcement officers, non-black officers that are investigating this, detectives, they take statements they don't understand the the slang meaning behind it because they're 
of another race or another ethnicity. They don't understand how a black person will talk to another black person and maybe use these high powered words that don't necessarily have the high powered meaning behind it. No doubt. In terms of endearment and things of that sort don't don't get don't get interpreted from a law enforcement perspective. They see a word whack. Oh, shoot. This he this is uh, he, he got to go to prison. Right, right, right. You know, they right, see right. one word. And, you know, this is what DJ academics should be talking about. How are these types of ter terminologies? Black talk, whatever you want to call it, Ebonics, whatever you want to call it, slang, street shit. How is this type of talk going to get interpreted in a courtroom by white folks to say this is what it means? Therefore, this guy should not get bail because that's what's happening with Gunner right now. No doubt. But at the same time, I'm starting to believe that DJ academics will agree with the white folks or agree with the white officer who don't totally understand, even though academics do. I believe that he'll let some shit come out of his mouth and make it seem like, well, they shouldn't have texted something like that. Or, you know, I'm starting to be more and more disappointed in the guy, homie. You know what I mean? Just to be honest with you, Alan, I'm starting to be more and more disappointed with the guy just based on some of the shit to come out of his mouth. Dude, you don't have to be a street dude to understand what goes on in the streets. You don't have to be a street dude to understand that street shit happened. And a lot of times street shit happened. And I've been right in the streets, man, two streets over. And I got the story that says such and such did that. And a week later, you found out, man, such and such was at work. You know what I mean? You know, and I thought I knew the story because they just came from around there and said that's what happened. Even though we keeping it to myself, oh, two weeks later, a week later, I found out, man, dude was at work, man. He wasn't even there. Yeah. You know, but academics, like I say, he's so quick to throw his own people under the bus, you know, for this higher power or for, you know, um, to be accepted into you know, whoever signs his check, man, man, knock that shit off, man. You know, cut that <laughs> shit out, academic. Well, I, I think this um, this motion that was written by his attorney, um, Gunner's attorney, Stephen Sado, was well written. Okay. And it was well executed. And I will be disappointed and surprised if Gunner is denied a fourth bail when he has another hearing uh, either later this month or next month because there is absolutely no reason to deny Gunner Bell because all of the allegations that they were saying earlier, when you read this this motion, turned mm. out to be untrue. Now this allegation is after the um, what they interpreted as um, somebody putting a hit out of somebody or somebody. Uh, this this motion is after that. Well, this motion th that uh, we're reading that text message from is is written after the third denial. Okay, and, and the attorney is trying to make the point that. All of these allegations about Gunna that have happened while he's in custody, he's going to threaten witnesses, he's going to put out hits, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. none of it is substantiated. Right. And the only thing that the judge really based his denial on um, partially or mostly was on that text that we just read. No doubt. Let me ask you one question. Do you remember how long or what month they uh, were actually arrested? Uh, man. Six, seven months? Yeah, four, I mean, months. since we've been doing this show, probably we've been doing this show... Uh, since late February, early March, that, that that indictment happened probably about a month or two into the show. Okay, well, just like King Velasquez, man, I, he had to go do eight, nine months before he they finally really realized, well, you know, certain shit, yeah. I believe, with this motion, Gunner going to come home. They're going to probably do the same thing, throw him on the house arrest, but at the same time, it's always more better to be at home fighting your case than it is sitting up in there. But that's the type of stuff that DJ Academics should be talking about. Like, how is Tanny Willis... Um, allowing just such vague terminology, vague text messages, uh, rap lyrics to be used against people in court 
let's bring real evidence. A, a song or a text message from two years before this indictment is ridiculous. I understand that, but you know, you never know if uh, academics got, you know, tried to be a cop before and got denied and, and, you know, he's still on the case. He's still trying to investigate. But least, man, come on, man. These are our people. Bring some facts to the case. You know, don't be so judgmental just based on stuff you hear or even see on the internet because things can be manipulated. You know, and I, I, I hate when people jump out there, you know, and throw a false narrative, you know, as to what's going on, you know, especially, you know, uh, against your people, bro. Least, you know, narrow it down, see what it is for real and speak on some of the real facts about the stuff both ways. If you're going to do that, do it both ways. If you're going to speak on it, speak on it both ways. Speak on how this was a weak, you know, try to hold this dude in custody, but you don't condone that something else. I, I You know what I mean? But at the same time, man, you know, stop, you know, for, for shock value or for, you know, certain things like that, man, academics knock it off, man. Well, I hope they don't slow motion the video of when Takeoff got killed on the wrong person's face. Um, I hope they don't put arrows pointing to someone that had nothing to do with it. Um, I hope they're not putting a target on someone that was just present that had nothing to do with it through all of these uh, analysis that are going on on the Internet because... Um, you can get somebody hurt that had nothing to do with nothing. No doubt, but I'm going to tell you another thing that I got a problem, you know, and I can't, hate to keep, keep bringing the name up, you know, is this dude academics, you know, um, labeling this crime culture. You know, it's, this shit is facts out here to crime happen. It ain't just a culture that just started. It's not something that just happened with blacks. This stuff been going on. I mean, you know, criminal activity been going on since the beginning of the time. You know what I mean? It's not a culture like the cancer cancel culture. It's not a culture like, you know what I mean? Some some new shit that's going on. This shit been going on in certain communities and 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 not just black communities, Alex. You know what I mean? So therefore, you know, don't just put it on the black community. You know, so don't get to talk about how street niggas think, you know, and the street niggas think like this and certainly do now. People think how they think based on the demographics that they grew up in. And they have the logic that they have based on the demographics and understanding that they have. You know, but don't discredit the understanding that they have based on you haven't been in their shoes because wherever you grew up at. Those were in the demographics, you know, so, man, he need to get his shit together. Yeah, well, hopefully somebody will, uh, you know, be in his ear and say, hey, what's going on? But, hey, he, whatever he's doing, uh, he's got a following. He's got a, a huge audience. And most of these people are probably, you know, from out of the country or out of the state. They not from they not from the land for sure. And, um, you know, definitely just, not from the land. Yeah, yeah. You just got to be careful, man. But, you know, once these people get on the Internet and they get on a roll and they see that they got, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, they're just going to keep doing their thing. And and, uh, you know, fuck what Alex and FG got to say. <laughs> well, no, I don't even think it's that, you know, sometimes I really think that these people are, and, and others you know, are very understanding that that what we do talk about, Alex, you know what I mean? Not saying that we they always agree with us or we always right or nothing about that. I do understand when they hear things, that's real. I do understand that they when they hear things, that's, that's, that's true facts. You know, they comprehend. I do also believe that they have a show to run, they have a business to run, they have a financial gain for saying some of the things they do say, and they still negate the facts and still negate truths and still negate, you know, integrity and go do what they do. You know what I mean? So don't get me wrong. I don't think they naive. I think they make a conscious choice to, you know, pad their pockets or go in the directions that they got. And, you know, in Streets and Scholars, we're not going to do that here. We're going to try to give our best unbiased opinion all the way around. And even if it's biased, you know, it's, it's fair assessment. That's what we're going to try to do over here. Hey, this last question I have for you, F. You know, I just realized um, reading that text message, Gunna 
is affiliated with the Crips. And I already knew that Young Thug was affiliated with the Bloods. Mm -hmm. But Young Thug and Gunna, they're boys. No doubt. And they're both from this YSL thing. Mm -hmm. So if, if Gunna is a, is a Crip and, and Young Thug is a Blood and they both in this YSL thing doing their music, is it possible that YSL is a gang when you got people from opposite sides that are supposed to be rivals all functioning in this organization YSL together. No doubt. And it's not the first, you know, it's just others haven't been heard of as, as probably as, um, white, white only it's been around, you know, you had a crew crew name, uh, uh, Mac mafia over there out of like Downey Lakewood Bellflower, you know, and it was a, it was a crew of people who moved in that neighborhood. Some was blood, some was crip and they, and they was with it. They got to the point where they was they was knocking shit down, you know, and 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 in Long Beach, Compton, you know, area Lakewood area over there. But was it gang stuff they was doing? Because it was if gang from, shit. No, it was gang shit. So the, even though they're from opposite once sides, they, once they came Mac Mafia, mm -hmm. they was Mac Mafia. And when you fucked with any of them, they rode against you, Crip and Blood. Now, don't get me wrong. You have gangs now, Alex, even in Los Angeles, that's hooking up together. You know, um, it's many of them. You know, you got the Avalos. Yeah. The Avalons and the Peblos got the hanging out. You know what I mean? And 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 best believe how that works is if they up at South Park, the Avalons and the Peblos up here, somebody come shoot at them. You shot at me too if I'm up here. So if the Peblos up there, no, 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 you shot at me too. So they gonna go ride on another. Now that's not a gang together. Those those are those are still two separate gangs that just hang out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they are Crip and Blood. And and at the end of the day, man, it is across the country, Crips and Bloods getting together, forming a unit to where they say, this our neighborhood right here. And they holding that shit down, Alex, as Crips and Bloods. And it's from Los Angeles to New York. Well, I think it's kind of difficult to structure a gang that has opposite sides within the gang itself. Because who are, who are the real rivals? Because who are the real enemies? Or is it possible that this YSL thing is really just a music-oriented thing that embraces people from any set if you're in the music? Well, this is the thing about it. I look at it a different way, and people are going to disagree with me for sure. You know, but, but, but this is what I'm saying. I believe it's like this. I believe that if Crips and Bloods can get together and start a gang, to me, that's the beginning of black people getting together, period. Now, if the Crips and Bloods can get together in any kind of fashion, I'm for that all the time based on, you know, we interacting and communicating and hanging out with others, you know, with other, with other, with what I don't look at the Crips as rivals. So for you to say that, I don't look at it that way. I don't look at the Crips as rivals. The thing about it is, it's still a gang. Once the YSL and others get together and start a gang, they'll go against anybody, whether it's Crips, Bloods, and anybody else. So it's still a gang. So it's still not a win, but at the same time, man, I, I do believe, like, you know, even the Avalos and even at the, you know what I mean, you could have, a, a, it, it's, it's multiple Crip gangs to hang out with blood gangs. Yeah, I remember the Hussein's was the Hoover's exactly. and Exactly, the Hoover and Insane's years ago. You know, when they went to jail, the Insane's, you know, like they had to um, get with the Hoover's because they both didn't have uh, right, uh, 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 allies. You know what I mean? So the Hoover and Insane car was, was, that was real. I remember that for sure firsthand. That was real. Um, but my point is, you know, um, me, I'm trying to get blacks together. 
You know, if you crib blood, I, I don't care about that. The thing, the problem with that is these people are hooking up, but they still banging against other gangs. You know what I mean? So it's a start for me just to see that it's not a crip blood thing anymore because for a long time it's not been a crip about a crip blood thing with me. You know what I mean? You know, I got a whole bunch of crip dudes, man, and I got a lot of love and respect for. But at the same time, it's just gang violence is not stopping. Even with the integration of crips hanging around with bloods, the gang, the, the violence not stopping. Well, if YSL is banging on, on other groups, then I will say, yeah, they, they took that their, their gang banging to a... Uh, a different type of level but if it's just ysl and they they get into fights with individuals over stuff mm -hmm. that might not really be gang banging um it could be considered gang banging but i can't consider it set tripping um don't forget death row records had crips up there yeah you know what i mean you had the, the long beach crew you had Keita rockland was over there from 6-0 you know so when we step out best believe listen I never forget. I go up to the road. We up there chilling. You know, Suge say, hey, F, we going to, we going to uh, Fat Burgers on La Cienega, back when I was back on La Cienega. He said, we following you. You know what I mean? You had Eastwood up there. You had a uh, 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 Spider Lokenum was up there. You had um, all kind of crib dudes was up there. But if you mess with any of us that night, Trayvon Lane, uh, you know, all the death row, Buntry, you know, all the homies, if you mess with us that night, you finna get the whole situation, Crips and Bloods, and we banging. So it's hard to say it's not gang banging because that's what we doing because we would have ran into some any other gang for that night. It's all of us together that night. We banging on anything, move it, that comes tripping. But then so, w w if, if you guys are doing a combined effort under the banner of Death Row, you saying it's banging, but legally... It's not banging. Mm -hmm. Give like, me your, uh, give me your, um, because California has a definition of a gang. Okay. They, they can define cross Atlantic Pyro as a gang because they've arrested previously cross Atlantic Pyro no, doing gang shit. True. So that. they got a history, a pattern mm -hmm. of cross Atlantic Pyro doing X, Y, and Z. But if y'all out there death row, mm -hmm. they don't have a, a history of death row where, where death row members have been arrested and, 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 and charged and convicted under the death row banner true y'all out there is death row smashing on people so it wouldn't fall under the california definition of a gang because you got a crip you got a blood you got pyrus you got everybody smashing on somebody so in the, in in the legal sense it's not a gang thing but i i know what you're saying just on the on the street shit yeah we banging but it ain't under what under what name are you banging all right well let me ask you this tammy tanny willis said ysl has a history they can document them back they, to. They got to prove that, though. I'm just saying she yeah. said it, though. Yeah, she, she did say, say it. She yeah. said that they had a, a, a documentation that this is a, a real gang. They've been arrested. They've been documented. They've been, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when we talk about YSL and if they got, like you say, the tattoos, it don't matter if they crip or blood or not. They falling under YSL no matter what. Well, if they got that documentation, then. If they have that documentation. Yeah. But I'm saying, say if 10, 10, 10 of them got, 10 of them that's Crips got YSL, 10 of them that's Bloods got YSL. They YSL. Yeah. You just to be honest with you, and it ain't no different from, you know what I mean, <laughs> a, the, 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 a whole lot of other shit. Yeah. You know, so so basically, like, you, you go back to the, the to the paperwork. You know what I mean? You got different gangs under one umbrella. That's a gang. But I do get what you're saying. You know, the death row shit. I do get what you're saying, no doubt. Yeah, well, if they got a pattern of YSL, which they claimed, then, you know, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. But um, 
Where, where can they find you, F? Man, listen, go to FG Unleashed, man. I got them videos over there. They popping out every other day. Real things, real shit, you know what I mean? Not this bullshit uh, academics talking about. <laughs> Come over there to FG Unleashed, man. If you want to find me on Instagram or DM me, I really appreciate. I get a lot of DMs on Instagram with a lot of information, you know. F General One on Instagram. And Streets and Scholars has the Instagram page. I'm going to post a couple pictures of uh, some of the things that we spoke about today. Came Velasquez, uh, Hush Puppy, Street Dot and dot scholars you can hit me up at alex alonso 101 twitter facebook and instagram and be sure to tap in with the street tv channel where i'll put some video clips of this episode and other episodes and thanks for tapping in with another fire episode of streets and scholars yeah.